Welcome to Five Phases Health. Your hosts are Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Over the next hour, you'll hear from experts in the field on how you can achieve sustainable good health. Welcome to Five Phases Health Radio, your guided journey towards personal transformation and sustainable good health. We simplify health, wellness, and nutritional information, eliminating the guesswork, helping you to achieve radiant health. I'm your co-host, Peyton Young, and I'm joined by Christina Berea. And we're excited to be sharing this time with you. Absolutely. Good to be back. Um, thanks to everybody for joining in to our, our podcast here. We have seen some great results in the uh, numbers from, from week to week, and we're so honored that you're taking your time from your day to hear what we have to share. Uh, we look forward to uh, continuing to provide valuable information that restores your hope and desire and motivation to stay fit and healthy and uh, give some tidbits of advice for small things that can be done on a daily basis, which provide provide profound and lasting benefits. With that, the subject of our show today is talking about um, starting small. And so, um, you know, we're putting ourselves in the position of that New Year's resolution or somebody who's just decided, hey, I'm going to start making healthy choices for myself. Where do I begin and how do I make it something that is achievable and that it's not scary and that it's not overwhelming and I don't know where to start and what can I do and all these questions that typically happen when somebody's getting going. So we are here together with you on um, the starting mark, right? So we're just at the very beginning of this journey and trying to answer those questions to figure out what makes sense. So fortunately, Peyton and I have been in that position more than once. Yes, many times. <laughs> many times. Many, many times. As I'm sure most of us who are also listening have been, have started their uh, rehabilitation, their, their health and nutritional modification process more than once. So here we are together with you at that beginning stage. And so what are we going to do? Well, I think the first thing we got to figure out is, well, let's look at maybe the areas that most people, especially right here at the the new year, probably want to see some change. Sure. And so that could be exercise. It could be nutrition. It could be a mental mindset, you know, making the, the, the new year something positive um, with, with outcomes for different aspects, such as a new job, maybe. Right. Or, um, going on a trip or a vacation, which would be sure. really exciting. Yep. <laughs> um, and then maybe even changing their feelings about mm-hmm. things, maybe reevaluating perspectives. Uh, perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That works. I think maybe um, probably the easiest one to really talk about on making s- small changes would be exercise. Sure. Um, then maybe we can talk a little bit about nutrition right here. Absolutely. Okay. Sure. So five phases is certainly um, regarded as a, multiple multi uh, pronged approach to getting uh, whole body wellness and uh, how you physically are conditioning your body is is a good starting point right so what are we doing to support the physiological 
processes that are happening in our body continuously and uh, what can we do to correct any, any, I would say, areas that are less than ideal and uh, push towards uh, ideally a goal of optimization, right? So how can we put it into a finely tuned, uh, to use the, the metaphor of machine, right? How can we get our body going? How can we get everything working? And, and the symphony, if you were listening to, to, to episode one, the symphony, how can we get everybody tuned and uh, the harmony working together with everything else? And it not being too complex with too many steps. Correct. That can, you can get a little bit lost, right. that kind of thing. So it's um, a trio symphony, not a full, full yeah, orchestra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even a band. Yeah, it could just right. be a small band. It's, it's a small yeah, band. Three-piece three band. <laughs> Start small. Yeah. That's the, the the lesson for today is starting small and placing achievable, achievable goals. Okay, so we're starting with exercise. What can we do to start small with exercise? I think the easiest thing to do would be to pick a modality, something that you can do based on your, your current uh, physiological state. So if you're apparently healthy or maybe you have some issues or um, going on, maybe that you have some joint problems or um, some something that that would help you uh, that would allow you to kind of get into um, choosing for yourself exactly what that modality of exercise would be. I think probably we, we could probably narrow this down just a little bit to cardiovascular exercise. So sure. it could also be weight training. It could be some other things, sure. but something that's really simple that doesn't require a lot of additional things. So it's kept small is some mode that is walking or running or even going maybe to a yoga class or mm-hmm. something along those lines, something that's tonifying and getting the heart rate up. Right. So cardiovascular, by that, we mean that it's something that addresses the heart and the distrib- the heart, yeah, the, yeah. right. And distribution of blood throughout the body. So increasing and improving our cardiovascular means that we're inc- increasing the heart's capacity to pump blood, the veins and arteries, capillaries, and so on to distribute the blood and the lungs to oxygenate that blood to keep us healthy. And as, as a side note, doing these, doing these things also, uh, you are basically, you're expanding and contracting around the joints. So the muscles are moving. So you also get a benefit of microcirculation. There you go. Uh Um, and then being able to, um, circulate the lymph system as well. So it helps to rid your, your body of toxins and those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, just a little fun fact that I like to share with everybody, the, uh, lymphatic system is the only system in the body that doesn't have its own pump. That is correct. So, um, the way that lymph moves through the body is through the expansion and contraction of the muscles. And so therefore we have to have movement in order for our lymph to be circulated through uh, the lymphatic system so that the body can stay, like you said, remove toxins and, and just, you know, keep, keep things moving along. Priority. And then one of the things I mentioned, walking, running, yoga, it could also be um, Qigong, could also be sure. a, a major element, is the fact that you are using kinetic chains in the body. So these are big groups of um, top uh, to bottom, top to bottom muscles. Mm-hmm. So Walking and running is is a is a birotational um, aspect of the body. So you get through doing this exercise, you are literally with the with the arm and shoulder movement that goes into the hips and the legs. 
it is a full bodied exercise, yep. especially if you allow your arms and um, chest area to relax. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it, um, the, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, um, the, I want to call it the crossover effect is what I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to verbalize yeah, like a, here is a, that it's, it's a, an elastic band that runs from, as an example, for, if you're walking or running, it's basically a muscular band that runs from the right shoulder to the left hip. And then from the left shoulder to the right hip, it allows that counter rotation. So we don't fall down. It's balance. Correct. Yep. And because the hand and the feet, when you're running is going to be opposite, it's countering each side as uh the left and right side, yep. not just from the head down or shoulders down because of the hands and the feet, but it exercises your brain to have that crossover effect, which like you just mentioned, increases your ability to maintain balance and awareness of uh, spatial and so on. So there's layer upon layer. There's several layers here. Benefit. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you didn't want to run, you can, you know, walking is a great. Right. Great so we're talking about starting small. Starting small. How do we start so small? Just small, especially um, uh, if you haven't been exercising, walking will be your best area to yeah. start in. So um, yoga is also, or, or, and Qigong itself um, are two other modalities that also, even though they're not um, too vigorous, they do increase the um uh, the cardiovascular system, they put a load on that system, the heart rate goes up through the movements, and then the movements are also programmed to um, be full body bilateral movements that also train areas in neuromuscular um, uh, reactions. reactions so that you now have uh, new stimuli inside mm -hmm. the body. And so, of course, when you first begin any of this stuff, you'll see some change very quickly. So, sure. And you brought up here something also important to consider, which is impact versus non or low impact. Low impact. Yeah. Right. So if you're running, um, if you're not conditioned to walk, let's just say, for example, a mile, you can't walk a full mile at a leisurely pace, might be a bit of a push to have the expectation to start running at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So starting small means doing a self-assessment of where I am today and being realistic with the type of modifications to my behavior and lifestyle that I'm going to make that will get me towards the greater goal that I have. So we want to say. Um, also a doctor's um, sure. release as well, that you're good to <laughs> right, go for absolutely. exercise or the type of exercise. So, yep. Agreed a hundred percent on that part. So, you know, we talked about different areas. We talked about exercise, nutrition, mindset, and emotions, or your perspective on things. So choose an area that you want to um, focus on first. I would say, don't go and say, I want to, my first goal is I'm going to run a mile and I'm going to have a low carb diet. That's not, a, not an ideal combination to kick off a new behavior with, let's right. say, because it's got two facets to the change versus just one. So I would say, I would recommend, okay, I, I see two really great goals in here, right? But how about we segment them out and make them two separate goals that instead of being simultaneously occurring, they're staggered. You do one and then the next one. And yeah. then once you 
um, have the positive feedback that the first goal was met, then you can say, okay, this is my step two. And then so on step three, four, five, and however many steps you want to put. Exactly. So basically you get yourself to be efficient and effective under load. So the exercise, the walking would be the load. Mm -hmm. And then once you, you start to be, you're able to maybe at minimum go 10 or 15 minute walk, um, then maybe start to add in a little bit of, of a nutritional or dietary change sure. in there. And even if it's not walking, it's just maybe lifting the can of soup or, you know, trying to get some muscle. There's so many ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just going out for a five minute stroll uh, three or four times a day just to, just to be moving. Something to yep. get the blood moving. Exactly. So when we come back from our quick break, which we'll have now, uh, we'll talk about how to, to generate that change and uh, through either adding something, taking away something, or making small changes in a different area. But more about that when we come back. Thank you so much for uh, listening to now, and we'll be back shortly. See you in a few. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Five Phases Health is designed for anyone seeking optimal well-being. We simplify health, wellness, and nutrition information into simple steps to help you achieve radiant health. Our teachings merge ancient wisdom with modern science to reach the root of the problem and prevent common diseases. Each week, we explore topics around food, exercises, breathing, and mental inspiration. We believe that small changes on a daily basis lead to long-term, sustainable good health. Join us as we journey through medicine systems from around the world, including traditional Chinese medicine, allopathic medicine, herbal medicine, and various mind-body systems. Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Airs Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And we're back live on the Five Phases Health Radio Show. I'm Peyton Young, your co-host. And I'm Christina, your other co-host. All right. <laughs> Right. So we're talking about starting small with goals and uh, healthy behaviors and habits that we'd like to implement into our life. And we're looking to make this very intuitive and easy to follow along step-by-step -step process that leads to positive results, positive feedback, increasing motivation and inspiration to continue by accomplishing small 
things that we set in front of us, right? So we know that sometimes uh, if we set a goal that's too big and we don't achieve it within a, rel- a the period of time that we think we're going to achieve it, then we can let that critter come up and start to give us a little bit of feedback that says, oh, I can't do this or all of the self-defeating language that might surround that. So our goal is to not create any space for self-defeating thoughts to creep in and establish a step-by-step process that that instead uh, continues to reinforce positive behavior, positive feedback, even if it's just something that's like, oh my gosh, that was so easy. I It was no effort for me to accomplish it. That's a great feedback loop to have and to continue to build upon. So, um, Let's also say that it's okay to have a big goal. So maybe you want to uh, run a 5K or a 10K in the end of eight, nine, 10 months or a year, depending on where you're starting from. So it's great to have a big goal, but you got to break those all those big, that big goal down into the little bitty facets that will get you to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where it becomes a little bit overwhelming for, for most people in order to affect that change kind of an idea. However, with that being said, all we have to do is begin the process by whatever that modality that you want to or is required for that particular activity. So um, we can basically, if we want to eventually run, but we've never run before, then we got to start somewhere. And that is, is just going out and having a walk. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the, the overall idea behind um, where we're starting from and starting small. Yeah. So the way we look at it is, okay, we've established a small goal that we want to achieve that leads to a bigger goal. And we are now needing to understand, are we adding something to our lifestyle and our choices and our routine? Or are we taking something away from the routine and lifestyle? For example, to build on your running example, sure. So maybe I'm going to take away 15 minutes of TV time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take away 15 minutes of screen time, fill in your blank on which screen you're using. And instead, I'm going to add 15 minutes of walking time. And if 15 minutes is too hard to accomplish or too challenging due to lifestyle, and we do understand that everybody's lifestyle is different and your time demands are all changing, um, then if it's five minutes, then even five minutes is better than zero minutes. Even one minute is better than zero minutes. Um, there's, There's a couple of groups that I belong to, chat groups and so on about health and wellness and fitness and so on. And some of the questions that come in frequently are similar to, when is the best time for me to exercise? Mm -hmm. When, (laughs) if I only have five minutes, should I A, not do this exercise, B, do only five minutes of the exercise, or C, do a completely different exercise? And I'm a very practical person. Like I just said, if all you have is five minutes, then just do five minutes. And it's five minutes are better than zero minutes. Anything is better than nothing. Correct. (laughs) Correct. And then on the other hand, if we're talking about, you know, we said add something or increase the behavior or remove something or decrease the behavior. 
So if we're really struggling with what to remove from our lifestyle or our minutes of the day available, then we have to do some prioritization in that regard as well, right? So is it, am I, uh, let's go to nutrition because that's another area that we talked about. So what could I take away from the things that I ingest on a daily basis or regularly that would help me achieve the small goal that I put in front of me? So if my goal is to five minutes of walking, Mm-hmm. So that I can yes. eventually build up to something else. And my one of my obstacles is my nutrition, things that I ingest. Let's just use um, a very easy example of alcohol. Alcohol is a depressant. So when we consume alcohol, we immediately feel that our energy goes downward and we become somewhat more, uh, I would just say subdued, subdued. or, or yeah. lethargic, right? We start to slow down. And it's common for us to use alcohol as a coping mechanism for for many things and socially. But the, but the physiological effect of it is not just to use the word. It's not an it's not a stimulant. On the other on the other hand, it's a depressant. So we would want to say if I'm struggling with getting the motivation to get up and go and, and fill in those five minutes, and I'm consuming alcohol every day at the end of my um, work shift or something like that to help out, then maybe I don't have that beer. Maybe I don't have that glass of wine, or maybe I just skip a day. I start alternating days. And I'm not trying to imply any type of, um, you know, dependent behavior or anything like that. I'm just simply saying, if we're struggling against motivation, then we want to find things that help support the feeling of motivation. And kind of look at it this way too. If you're not sure about which things, especially in your diet are actually given, uh, affecting you in certain ways, then for a short period of time, you can start reducing or removing certain things oh, like alcohol or sugar. Sugar. So, that's another great example. Yep. Yeah, um, out of your diet, let yourself um, adjust to not having that um, on a consistent basis mm-hmm. and just see how you feel. So it gives you a baseline. See where you're coming from. Correct. Very well said. And, and I think that that certainly um, delivers the message again that, when we're making these changes, we, we first need to decide, is it easier for me to add something onto what I already have um, planned out for my life in the day, which is your activity plus your nutrition, or is it easier for me to remove something from my lifestyle behaviors and habits that, that day so that I can create the space that I need to work my way towards the goal? So we just- <laughs> Well, now we're getting into mindsets. And Correct. So, yes. Mindset. So, so basically surrounding yourselves with motivational things that keep you on track for the things you're you're wanting to do, the, the, the motivation to take those things out of your, let's say, your dietary uh, mm-hmm. faculty, you know, and pull those out. And so you're you put your as simple as a bunch of sticky notes, maybe everywhere <laughs> <laughs> with yes. things like you're the best. I've done that. Yes. Um, yeah. Love yourself. You yep. know, things like that that you yep. don't need that cookie positive you know? affirmations yeah exactly correct um, so yeah and um in on the subject of positive affirmations you know your accountability buddy we've talked about that yeah. before finding somebody who really supports you who's going to say i understand that today is probably not the day that you feel the most get up and go and motivation to make those changes that you're wanting to make but uh, remind yourself about the why. The why is so important. The why do we work towards these goals, right? What's that motivating reason that we decided to make these changes to begin with? Um, 
yeah, they could be external reasons. They could be internal reasons. There's a, there's so much to choose from, right? So you, you, as you start to make your own decisions, you're thinking about your why and in your why there should be some sort of a, a good motivation that you can go back to again and again to pull from when those days that uh, your natural instinct to get up and follow these plans is, is a little wanting. Yeah. Uh, so it could be as simple as in six months, you're going on a European vacation of some kind. Maybe you're going to Milan, Italy, yeah. or you're going to Barcelona, Spain. Sure. And so okay. maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe there for some odd reason, um, you, you know, especially in Europe, you're going to walk a lot. It's the best way to, to get around mm-hmm. is to, to walk wherever it happens to be. So if you're, not walking very much or you get very winded even just going down to the mall or the grocery store or something like that that could be your main goal your primary motivator to uh, this excitement of going to see in these the, the the other countries and the cities so sure it could be um some motivators are just for one's own well-being and and how they feel with themselves some of them can be, like I said, there's internal and external factors. So that's an external factor is being able to enjoy an environment. Um, it may be being able to fit into a garment of clothing that's extra yeah, special. Exactly. It may yeah. be um, spending time with, with people that are important to us. There's so many external factors, but internal factors can be our own confidence, can be um, how we see ourselves the goal uh, physically and emotionally, mentally, and so on, right? So we can see ourselves as a particular body shape that we're, we're uh, sculpting through our, our choices on a daily basis, but it could also be, you know, how we feel about ourselves overall. It might just be a personal goal that says, when I, when I feel my body is working harmoniously, then I feel like I am better prepared to handle everything that life brings my way. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a way you are, because some of these things are, um, it is painful. It's a change. Mm-hmm. And if you do these things and you make it a, a consistent habit of this pattern that you're creating is new, then you should pat yourself on the back because you just went through something that most people do not like to do. And that's change. Correct. Yeah. And so to wrap this part up, I would say, you know, we talked about, okay, we, we have a big goal and we said we div, uh, divided that out into smaller goals and we've selected our first goal. So now we have a small achievable first goal. And now we're going to decide in that goal, do I need to increase something, a behavior or a food? Or do I need to decrease a behavior or something or a food? Or even replace. Or replace it with something. Right. So we are either adding to, increasing, or removing from, or decreasing, or maintaining something more stable, more level. And then we put a short period of time around that particular goal and that behavior so that at the end of that particular time, three days, five days, seven days, 10 days, could be whatever, 21 days. At the end of that time, we can hopefully say to the best of my ability, I was able to achieve either completely 
or in its majority, this particular goal that I set out so that our feedback and our uh, response to ourselves and the reward to ourselves is being able to say, I accomplished this, this goal. Exactly. I put this out in front of me as an objective, as something to achieve, and I did it. If we feel before we even start that process that we're not going to be able to have that response to ourselves, we need to cut back on that goal a little bit more. Or at least pick a smaller facet. Smaller something. Smaller something something to work on so that you can see some change. Correct. Exactly. Correct. Okay, so we're going to take a short break. Uh, Please stay with us, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Resiliency is the human capacity to lean into individual and collective strengths with compassion and grit when faced with the challenges of lived experience. Join host Elaine miller Karras for Resiliency Within, a program of hope and healing designed to inspire you to integrate wellness into your life, your family, and your community. In challenging times, you'll want to tune in every week. Resiliency Within can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And we're back. And I believe on this segment, what we're going to talk about is measuring results for positive reinforcement. So this is slightly different than measuring results for um uh, some sort of positive change. We want to look at this as you are basically making these decisions. You are you are making this change in your life, and you're going forward with it. Whether it's walking or nutrition or mental mindset, or you're or all three at one time, but looking at the fact that every one of those little milestones that you set for yourself, you're 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 achieving them. That is the most important thing, and that's the positive reinforcement. Yes, 100%. You, um, I started to reflect on, as you were talking about, that you reminded me of some of the classes and uh, situations back when when we were uh, 
in school learning uh, some of the modalities or some of the, the teachers talking about the idea of hope and what the mind believes yes. can overcome what the body feels it can do. And what I'm trying to say in that is there's a, there's several studies and cases, uh, examples out there of people who have been uh, told in, in the face of a medical diagnosis that, uh, you know, it's terminal or there's nothing that can be done. And so the mind believes it, the body reacts accordingly and behaves as if that's the case. But there are documented cases where there's been a mistake in giving that diagnosis. And in fact, there was nothing wrong. Or alternatively, there was something wrong, but they were told there is nothing wrong. The point is that the mind and the body were expressing differently and the power of the mind eventually overcame the body such that the person was able to, if they were told, even if they were very sick, that you, you there's no problem, you're going to live forever, <laughs> then that's exactly what they did. They overcame what the body was experiencing because the mind was that strong. It's very powerful. Very powerful. And if, we've, if we roll that back from such an extreme example and we put it into our daily lives, if we approach our day-to-day with the idea and the perspective and the framing, the, the framing that everything is difficult and it's unachievable and I can't do it because X, Y, Z and fill in the blanks. The critter is that's, that's the critter language. Then that's exactly what's going to happen. We will self-fulfill that behavior and that belief. Sabotage our goal. Correct. We're trying to do it. But if we instead say, acknowledge this might be challenging for me, but I know that I have the wherewithal to make this happen. I know that I can do this. I'm going to give my best effort and do everything that I know that leads towards this goal that I have for myself, whether it's even just making it through the day, then that's exactly what will happen. If we believe and we put our mind in that framework, then those are the things that will happen. So our goal is not to measure somebody on their progress uh, right now, we're not talking about progress on, did you do 15 more repetitions of the sit-ups than you said that you were going to do? That's not the point. The point is, was the person, myself, am I sustaining a positive mindset that recognizes that even small effort towards a larger goal will eventually get me to that that location, that place? And there's a little marker in there when you're doing these things as well. And it's that what that last word that you just spoke, and that is effort. If you're giving an honest effort and you're trying to do something, the success will come. Mm-hmm. But recognize that you're giving all of your, you, you're giving the effort. You're putting, you know, the, I'm not one of those 110% people. I'm more of a, <laughs> everybody gives 100%, then you're focused, you're present, you're, sure. you're, you're doing the activity. And recognize when you get done that even if you're in a little bit of a slump where you're not seeing a lot of change where you were before, as an example, just keep going. That positive reinforcement is there that you did it. Yes. We have to, we think about, we're talking big results. We're typically talking about things that are visually observable. We're talking about being able to run. You can see when somebody's running or we're talking about sculpting the body to a certain shape. We're talking about things that are visible. However, change, when we put effort in a certain direction, change happens first on a very microscopic level. Very subtle. It's very subtle. 
it's not readily observable to the the naked eye, so to speak, the just the casual observation. If I start a program of new nutrition and all of these things on day one and uh, somebody who I haven't seen and, and some time comes over, will they know that I've started something? Probably not. It won't be readily observable to somebody else. But internally, um, I may already start feeling the effects of it. I may notice that I'm a little more hungry. I may notice that my thoughts are different. More energy. Or, yeah, there's a, there's you know so many sure. side effects yeah. and things that we exactly. could be feeling. The point is that that change on at the very beginning is not easy to observe. And change is happening at a microscopic level. So we have to be patient. The lesson there is talking about patience and allowing things to unfold in the right time at their own pace until the buildup effect becomes actually noticeable. So that's probably about two weeks, 14 days, something along those lines, maybe even 21 days, three weeks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, So physical fitness guidelines say um, observable in the body is generally about two weeks. It's going to take some time for you to begin to notice uh, changes uh, anatomically and physically and so on to the point that they, they become observable to an external person. Uh, usually for lasting change to be a new behavior, it takes more time. Yeah, a new pattern or a habit. Mm-hmm. You gotta go just a little bit longer. Sure. It's about 21 days. It's about three weeks. Right. To, yeah. to start to get comfortable with it. Yeah. And if we want a major overhaul and we want it to be something that's sustainable, we usually say it's about 90 days for it to become yeah. a new part of your life. It's it's getting used to doing the activity. <laughs> it's becoming confident that you can do the activity or the right. change that that you're mm-hmm. you're participating in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a you know there's a huge uh, mental component here, uh, an outlook that says that especially if you're doing something that you've never done before, that you become really confident with yourself, mm-hmm. and you all of a sudden internally you're. I can do this. I can achieve this. I can, I like this. I want it to be a part of who I am now. Sure. Um, Yeah. So that's about probably about three months or so, I would say. Yeah. 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 And, and that's true. What you mentioned is that sometimes, right. As we, as we initiate change, it's uncomfortable because we're changing, (laughs) right? It hurts hurts. when you do the activity or or you want something. Well, it's uncomfortable, right? Even if it's a thought process and emotion, if we're trying to change our perspective and it's super easy for us to slide back into old habits and behaviors. So the important thing is for us to, again, be patient, give it time and acknowledge the fact that change is occurring even at levels that are imperceptible at the beginning, but over time will become more and more noticeable. Uh, That said, I did want to quickly touch on the idea of actual physical training and so on. Like, again, some of the the groups I belong to, there's conversations around, well, I've been doing this for six months and now I've noticed that I'm stuck and I'm not seeing any changes anymore. And so the body plateauing and reaching a point where it needs to um, I call reset. it adapting. It's adapted. You adapt to, to certain correct. workloads. Yep. Yeah. The body has adapted, and it may need to change one of those 
behaviors in order for it to push past the plateau. But also plateauing is a way for the body to continue to make some of those microscopic changes that we can't perceive uh, while it's preparing for the next big change. So um, one of the, the ways that we see that, for example, is in children when they're, they're babies, they, they fatten up, the, you know, they get real chunky and every, every mother goes, oh, they're getting ready for a growth spurt, right? So the body's packing on the weight and getting ready to uh, convert all of that into the bones and the tissues as building as blocks, building yeah. blocks, right, for the baby to grow. Um, unfortunately, as we're adults, that's we when we put on the padding, we can't quite say it's I'm ready for a growth spurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're talking about positive reinforcement. Uh, be patient with yourself. Be patient with the process. Transformation is not happening overnight. It takes time. And it takes a lot of things to come together to create that that symphony that we've talked about. It takes a lot of uh, different moving parts in the body to come together in the right alignment and the right composition in order for that change to manifest. So we have to be patient and set those realistic goals. One thing to look at, too, is we may have some listeners that are they're they've been walking or they run, um, but maybe they have plateaued. They're not seeing a lot of change. So one of the things to look at is change the stimulus within the activity that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So that's usually duration, um, resistance intensity. and intensity. Those are the three things that you can change. So with um, let's just say that you you run fairly easily a um, uh, one to three miles and you're not getting any faster time duration in that run. So there's, you feel good, you're able to do it, you just can't get any faster. So what we probably would do is we would add in some more intense activity on some off days. So an example might be doing sprints for about the same amount of time that you're actually uh, being able to do that one three mile or 5K, something 10K, something along those lines but you're substituting some high intensity um, activity to re-stimulate the systems of the body to adapt again. And so that's a very easy way to be able to see some change. Um, for someone that maybe you're able to go out and you walk three or four times a day for five minutes, well, time to change the duration. So we want to get that duration up. Maybe we only walk instead of three or four, we walk twice, but we double that five minutes each time to 10 minutes mm-hmm. or something along those lines. A little bit of a stimulus or carry some sort of a weight. Right. So you could carry dumbbells like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to wear a weight vest um, just to add some resistance so that I don't, I'm not running and being rough on my joints, but I can get that stimulus of moving something that's 10 to 30 pounds more than I normally weigh. So now we get some more uh, increase in heart rate, pulmonary activity, lungs start to work. Um, and so now I'm getting some change. Plus you feel really light when you take it off <laughs> on top of that. Yep. So yeah, some very uh, interesting uh, ways of changing things up when you do find a plateau. I wanted to kind of add that in because we may have some people that are athletic or, or, 100%. or very active sure. or, semi uh, moderately active that right. maybe wants to make a change. Right. We so. want to put the body in a state of adaptation so that it has over to, and over yep, and over to learn again. new behaviors. Exactly. Yep. Just um, take it easy. So you don't injure yourself. That's the most important 100%, thing. Yes. Yep. That's very important. 
All right. So we are up for a quick break. Thanks so much for listening in to now. When we come back, we'll have some some stories uh, from our own lives of what we've done to shake things up and to set goals and what we've been able to achieve. Uh, and we'll see you shortly. See you soon. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Five Phases Health is designed for anyone seeking optimal well-being. We simplify health, wellness, and nutrition information into simple steps to help you achieve radiant health. Our teachings merge ancient wisdom with modern science to reach the root of the problem and prevent common diseases. Each week, we explore topics around food, exercises, breathing, and mental inspiration. We believe that small changes on a daily basis lead to long-term, sustainable good health. Join us as we journey through medicine systems from around the world, including traditional Chinese medicine, allopathic medicine, herbal medicine, and various mind-body systems. Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Airs Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Five Phases Health with Peyton Young and Christina Berea. Have a question for Peyton, Christina, or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show with Peyton and Christina. And we're back. And I believe on this segment, maybe we'll just touch on some highlights from the other two segments, three segments. Sure. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about starting with small changes and accomplishing goals that are achievable that provide positive reinforcement towards the change in the goals that we're trying to achieve. Um, and at this point, we're we're thinking about what area of our life we want to start with, selecting from the bigger goal, breaking it into smaller goals, and the smaller goal, putting it into an understanding on whether it's something that we want to, that we need to, is there a behavior or an activity we need to do more of, or do we need a behavior activity we need to do less of to create the space for that change to occur? And we're doing this in the framework that says the goal is so achievable that by the end of the goal challenge, I will be able to say to myself, yay, goal accomplished. I did it. I did it. <laughs> that's the important part. The important part is to get that goal such that it's so um, not easy, but achievable so that we can say, I did it. Because if it's too hard or too unachievable, 
then we weren't, we're not going to get there. And so, then at the end, we're, we're just going to have a negative feedback loop. And that's, we definitely, we definitely don't want this. that. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a small goal or a smaller a portion or a segment of the bigger goal. And then once you have gotten, you have achieved that particular uh, goal for yourself, yay, then you compound that by adding on either the next goal or another facet that will help you to reach and achieve that ultimate goal that you're looking for right? to, to accomplish. Sure. In our previous episode, we talked about increasing, it was a progress improvement or repetition improvement. You know, these milestones, how are we measuring? Is it by percentage? Is it by number? Is it by um, doing something, you know, uh, for the very first time? So, a test even. Right. A test, even, yeah. yeah. So yeah. We, have, we have to have a, we have to have a measurable result. We have to have something that we can, we can identify and say this, if I get it to this point, then I have achieved that particular goal for myself. And it's got to be something that we can do. Now, one thing that we did bring up in our, in our previous segment was the idea that we need to be patient with ourselves and allow for our own context, our own physiology, our own lifestyle, behaviors, habits, environment, and actually even our own genetic predisposition, all of that has to come into play for us to understand what is actually achievable for me. And from that framework, make the decisions as to what the next step looks like. Mindset. So mm-hmm. that's that's big. Mindset yep. is huge. And then we'll just call it feelings. How do you feel? Are you feeling that this is worthwhile? Is it good for you? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel as if your body is is changing? Um, are you more outgoing all of a sudden? Are you a bit more happy by doing whatever this happens to be? So it'd be some indicators. Right. Yeah. And we, we also talked about taking into consideration in the, in the realm of physiology, right? What stage of life are you in? Uh, there are a lot of folks that we talk to who are challenged by their lifestyle, right? They have families at home. And so children and partners, pets, and so on all take priority, right? Those are competing priorities that we have with our own wants, needs, and desires that we have to figure out a way to balance them out. Did you say work in there as well? Did I say work? I'm not sure. I mean, that's a missed, big one. That's another big one, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> work. So, you know, I, this sounds overwhelming and it sounds great in a vacuum and we can, you know, we can PowerPoint this all day long and break it into little bullets and little chunks and so on. But what does that mean in real life? What's an application of that? So I feel like the best way to learn is through storytelling and examples. So let's, I'm going to use a couple of examples from my life. Um, Let's see. So one of them is the idea of wanting to strengthen because I um, often spend a lot of time at the computer. I feel like my lower abdominals are not the place where I want them to be. They're not as strong as they used to be. Listen, when I was a kid, when I was a young adult, I was super athletic spent all my time doing some sort of physical activity, sports, um, et cetera. So physical conditioning was not a concern, but now I'm over 50 and it is, you know, my, my metabolism has changed. My lifestyle has changed and things don't, don't hum along the way that they used to. So it's starting to feel age creep in. Right. So I have to do it. I have to pay a little extra attention in some areas, which before I kind of took for granted. So anyway, back to the lower abdominals and, uh, it, when I go walking, instead of sitting down on the floor and doing sit-ups, which I could do a lot of, there's a lot of um, 
exercises to help with, with abs. I could do all of that, but I'm actually naturally adverse to doing sit-ups. It's just one of those things that I don't particularly care for. Probably had to do a whole bunch of them. No, I did actually. (laughs) I did. But I, I don't mind doing the, what is it, the 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 twist, the Romanian twist. Yeah. That I don't mind doing. But the actual up and down setup, I, I kind of don't particularly care for. So as you mentioned before, when I go out for a walk, I carry a five-pound dumbbell in each hand, which is for a total of 10 pounds. And as I'm walking, I'll take the dumbbell and turn it so that my palm faces me. And then I'll do lift my hand up in front of my chest. So my palm is still facing me. Of course, I'm holding the weight and I bring it over to the opposite side of my body. So remember we talked about the crossover effect and how that helps to build um, mind-body coordination, increases balance and so on. But if you hold a weight and you lift it up, like you're doing an uppercut punch left and right, it actually works out your lower abdominal muscles. So in your obliques as well. Exactly. So you're getting the extra weight that we talked about from when you're doing walking and you're carrying extra weight that kind of pushes you past any plateau. So you're burning, you're building muscle and burning stimulant. Yeah, faster. But then you're also getting the added benefit of the weight coming up and um, and tonifying the the lower abdominals. Plus balance too. Plus balance. Because as you move, it's got to be coordinated. Plus so. I love the looks of the people around the neighborhood when they're like, what is she doing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any stories you want to share? So I guess for me, um, I needed to be able to uh, be work on some heart health this past year, and I'm, I'm in the 50s too. And so certain aspects of um, uh, of my health and things like that, and or my physicality, and inside I feel like I'm still 20, 20-ish, but my body is not. Mm-hmm. And I've also not treated my body very well. So a lot of the things I do, I have to take into account some of the injuries that I continue to carry along for my, with myself. Um, so the things that we have been talking about is exactly the things that we are doing in order to get that uh, new stimulus to achieve those goals. So as an example, um, I basically love backpacking. I used to do that a lot when I was younger. Um, Appalachian Trail because I'm from Georgia and and camping, backpacking and camping. And I've never felt the best in my life as far as like just feel good and able to move, go places and do things when I backpacked. So I began carrying a pack after I did a bit of a warm up to get my knees and my ankles and my hips used to carrying that extra weight and shoulders. So for me, uh, you do weights. I'll throw on a backpack or a weight vest to kind of give me that same feeling. Then I don't have to necessarily run and I can conserve and, and I keep my knees hopefully and ankles a little bit longer <laughs> as I, I age. So. We should do an episode that talks about wrecking. So you can tell us all about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for today, unfortunately yeah. we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining in today. Uh, we look forward to talking with you Uh, Next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, where we will discuss uh, uh, the water element. Sounds great. See you then. I look forward to it. We'll (laughs) see you then. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Five Phases Health. We hope we've given you some tips to improve your health habits. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.